0: Welcome to the Farrow's Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Great to be with you guys. Uh, It's been a minute, so excited to uh, talk to you guys again. Uh, I'm here today with my good friend, uh, Alana Brooks, uh, who's a private chef and wellness consultant. Uh, Alana's been on the uh, podcast before. Welcome back, Alana.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here.
0: So good to have you back. Um, you recently went on an exciting uh, adventure to a to a butcher, uh, the Brandon Shear guy.
1: Yeah, he um, he's a meatsmith. He comes to people's right. um, farms or homesteads, and he shows you how to properly and humanely slaughter an animal and um, break it down and use every part of it. It was amazing.
0: That's awesome. I think there's two there's two things going on uh, in in kind of society right now, like on the one side there's people taking charge of this situation and want to learn more about like whether it's how to grow vegetables or whether it's how to butcher an animal uh, and you know use an animal more efficiently um, and there's other people who are just like i'm not going to do any of that i'm just going to eat chemical food and it's like okay whatever um but i think what you did there is a, 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 a fraction of society who are turning to these kind of like uh original methods and wanting to learn and understand it like what what, what what why did you go and what did you take away from it well
1: I, it was really interesting so they called me to ask me to cook the other food for the event so i was more coming mm-hmm. as a chef and then just watching the process but it was really 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 informative and helpful because a lot of people don't realize that a whole animal avails so much food there's just like from the bones to the collagen, to the fat, to the to the meat, you mm-hmm. can utilize it and, and store it and, and cure it. So he was showing us how to use everything, how oh, to cure wow. things in a very traditional way. And it was extremely, um, you know, sort of mind-blowing to see that... That with this one animal, you could feed yourself for uh, like a number of months. Yeah. You know? And and the amount of waste that goes into our food these right. days, like people just, you know, they'll buy a whole chicken and they'll throw out the carcass. Uh, and when you can make like five different meals from one chicken. So, you know, there's, there's so much misinformation about food that there's just going to be an abundance forever. And right. that to me feels a little short-sighted because... You know that food scarcity we saw this during covid there was right. there we were missing certain items right uh so sort of taking agency over your life and saying i'm going to learn how to do a process whether like you said it's growing vegetables having chicken so you can have fresh eggs or you know growing pigs and raising them and then slaughtering them and using the whole entire thing then yeah
0: you- i feel like we've become so lazy as a society like not only is, is food convenient we've been very selective about what we buy. Oh, I only want the chicken breast or I only want like this part of the animal. It's like, you know, we've gotten away from, you know, we used to eat. I mean, I remember growing up, we always had liver. We had oxtail often. Like my mother was like fairly experimental with with, with food and she would buy, you know, a lot of offal and cuts that like a lot of people don't seem to eat anymore. Yeah. And I think as time's gone by, we've become lazier and lazier with, uh, with the animals and more and more disrespectful of the animals. And like I said, only using those kind of choice cuts that we... That we that we consider to be uh, more appealing to the palate, um, or, the or, or the
1: healthier version, or the healthier version, which is not, which is so, exactly so misinformed. Yeah. Right? People think, oh, chicken breast is healthier; right. it has low co- cholesterol, but that's not the case. So, right. you know, I'd rather have a grass-fed steak than a chicken breast. I need. Well, we
0: we talk about nutrient density a lot, right? Yeah. And some of these things, like liver and stuff, is it's the most nutrient dense food you can you can consume, and a lot of a lot of that good stuff comes from you know. Whether it's the liver, whether it's the heart, uh, whether it's the uh, whether it's the brain, wh- whatever it is, yeah. um, there are so many parts of the animal that we can consume and that are delicious if you prepare them right. But again, I think a lot of it comes down to like preparation. People don't want to prepare anything anymore. They just want they want the meal in five minutes. So it's like, what's the easiest cut? What's the easiest method? What's the most convenient way? And I want it like on my plate in front of me. Rather than thinking. I'm going to get this cut. I know how nutritious it is. I know it's going to be good for me and my family. I'm going to learn how to get it, prepare it, and um, serve it, uh, you know, all that good stuff. But because it's a process, people are just too lazy. Or people
1: <laughs> think it's going to take longer than it does. Right. Like people it really doesn't take People long. will, like, meal prep for seven days, which drives me crazy because, like, after three days, your food is basically dead. Right. So, like, you know, having meal prep for a full week means that you're eating food with no nutrients in it. Right. Um, but... If you took the time that you took to make all those seven meals and just broke it down, I mean, you're not a professional chef and you make yourself food all the time. And it doesn't, what, it takes you five minutes? I
0: mean, liver takes like, I pan for it, like maybe three minutes on each side and it's done.
1: Right. (laughs) And it's like, and then you have this like nutritious, nutrients, dense, healthy, delicious meal. Yeah. Um, And liver's
0: cheap, by the way. Like, liver is not expensive and it's it's easy to prepare, it's delicious, Um, and you don't need a lot of it. Like no. it's very, it's, you know, very nutritionally dense, very rich. So you only, you know, whereas I might eat like, well, I might eat a lot. So I might eat like <laughs> a pound of beef, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to eat a pound of liver, like yeah. you know, maybe quarter of a pound because it's, it's just so nutritionally dense. Absolutely. And it, the flavor is so intense that you don't want to have like too much of it. Um,
1: But don't you think also I feel like people just get into like patterns and rhythms. So when they're like, well, I know how to grill a chicken breast. so I'm going to do that. And it's easy. I know what it's going to taste like. It's familiar. There's a sense of like uh, comfort when something's familiar. People don't love to step out of their comfort zone to eat something that feels a little scary um right. and like i think also there's just this pendulum that's swinging on like instagram with like the raw meat guys where i mean do right. do you um but they're like oh only eat raw liver and only eat raw heart and it's like well we could come to a middle place where right. like you can still cook it and eat yeah. it and still as, retain the nutrients as
0: with everything yeah. it's a polarizing world now of like you're either eating raw testicles right or you're eating chemically engineered ve- <laughs> vegan food right and that's what instagram is full of like rather than they're being like okay there's a sensible middle ground like you're saying where like yeah. all of these things can kind of coexist in a sensible way but of course that doesn't get like clicks and likes and, and you know media yeah. so we get the extremes but um yeah i think there is i mean i i see it a lot and maybe just could we're in this world yeah but especially in, in idol i think people are much more conscientious about okay where is the food coming from yeah you know who's farming it what's in it what what chemicals have been used in the in the you know development of it and so forth um so it it kind of gives me hope to some degree that there isn't a a growing awareness and a growing kind of love of this kind of thing again um and i know a lot lot of people up here like they have their own chickens and they're they're thinking about like having little farmsteads and so forth so i think there is a growing turn towards it and You know, with with the way things are looking, like I think it's it's this is a very good time to raise your awareness, raise your knowledge, uh, educate yourself and understand how to grow things, um, how to butcher things like the the course you just did, um, because food is getting harder and harder to come by and more and more expensive to come by.
1: It's more and more expensive. There's a, there, it, I don't know if there's going to be as much of a scarcity as there's going to be a cost problem. Right. Um, and people think, well, I'll always be able to go to Costco and buy, you know, my 50 chicken breasts. Maybe. But you're you going to pay a premium. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be really we, expensive. We were talking
0: earlier about uh, the expensive feed right now. Like, oh, yeah. It's gone up so much. And I, I've been sending everybody this, this, this Instagram video I saw that went viral. And it was a farmer just saying that you guys do not understand the, the cost of feed right now is so high, it costs so much to raise an animal. By the time that animal comes to fruition, the cost of that animal is gonna be so expensive, you're not gonna be able to afford to, to buy it. And this is happening all across America.
1: Across the board, yeah. I mean, my friend lives in Ramona and a neighbor of his has eight steer and she had to get rid of them because she can't feed them, they're too expensive. And this is where community comes in. We live in a small community, we live in Idlewild. we sort of take care of each other, it's really lovely. However, that's not pervasive. You know, it's not par for the course. And so maybe, you know, I'm trying to educate people at, like, if you see something like that, if you see someone selling their animals, maybe go to them and say, like, how can I be of service? How can I Mm -hmm. help you? So that you can have this community where we're taking care of each other. You know, you don't want there to be no small farms. Like The small farms are having the hardest time because they can't, like you said, feed their animals and then what is it going to be just large corporations raising animals and right. large slaughterhouses we don't want that because you saw like the um couple of years ago the uh the pig slaughterhouse got to get, had sh- to get shut down for some sort of covid related thing and then there wasn't any pork right so you know I think we have become in this country really reliant on the larger corporations, the government to s- sort of take care of us instead of taking. Because that's the way they wanted it. Right. right.
0: <laughs> they However, made it very, very hard for, you know, they make it very hard for a lot of small businesses and a lot of small farms to survive. Like,
1: And they make it easy for consumers, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, oh, just buy this thing, it's cheap. Right. We're going to subsidize the corn, we're going to subsidize the wheat. And then these larger farmers, you know, they're subsidized. They're still not making a ton of money, but they're being subsidized. And then the small farms, they have to buy this feed and it gets higher and higher and higher. And then they're not going to have any animals. And what are we going to do? Be relying on something that is unstable. Yeah. So it's, I think, taking a little bit more power back instead of playing the victim role, which I think a lot of people move into the space of, well, I... I can't do anything about this, but you right. can, but you can. You know, yeah. we live in California. I, I, I'm not talking about elsewhere, but we live in California. There are a million farmers here. You can go educate yourself, introduce yourself. They want to know you. They want to have connection. Yeah. They want to have community and they want to serve you. So like finding your local farm and talking to the farmer and seeing what you can do to participate in this communal process. Right. So and that we can keep that them going. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, That's great. I, I yeah, I, no, i'm talking about this stuff more and more and i'm talking to people involved in this world more and more and the more i talk to people and the more i kind of involve myself the more i kind of fall in love with it because yeah. it is such a oh my god it's just such a common sense thing it's just such an organic and i don't mean organic by yeah. the, but by the terms of like i'm certified organic yeah. i just mean like this is this is how we've done things for thousands of years it's only in very recent times that we've become very kind of supermarket based and very kind of commercially based. So it really is just getting back to like, like how we were meant to like buy, buy produce and how we were meant to grow food and how we were meant to, you know, respectfully slaughter animals and how we were meant to consume every part of the animal and that kind of stuff. It's a very, very natural. These are These are not extreme things that we're talking about. This is not like a revolutionary, oh my God, we've discovered this fantastic new way of eating food. It's like, this is the same thing that we've been doing for thousands of years. How we what we evolved to do and only in recent times have we become you know obsessed with you know convenience and and like i said the the supermarket experience that we've gone away from like local shopper, shopping shopping and, uh, and, and buying food from a farmer uh, which makes you know all the sense in the world when you think about it
1: well and then you think about like the convenience and the packaging is more injurious to the planet than going to your local farmer and getting things right. from their farm because there's a right? whole other side of it. Like, right.
0: everything that you buy in the supermarket has to be packaged, it has to be stored somewhere, and there's all this other expense that, that gets involved. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we talk about plastics. Everything's going to be, like, stored in plastics, and we have a huge problem with plastics. It's like, right. if you're just going to the source from the farm, it's not going to come in plastics. You're just going to buy it then and there. It doesn't need to be stored anywhere. Right. Um, so it's, a mu- again, a much you know, a much more environmentally friendly uh, process because you're not going through all these those kind of like um, steps to get the food from, from the, the farm to the supermarket, from you to the supermarket, from the supermarket to your house and then storing it at your house and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that if, if you cut out that, that, that section, if we think more about like farm to table as in your own table, you know, a lot of problems are kind of like naturally alleviated and we don't need all those other steps.
1: Well, and then also you respect the product more. You're not going to throw away the piece of the carrot, right? You're going to utilize the whole entire product. Right. And like, it takes a little bit of time to vet out the farmers that you like and learn about what, you know, what farmers are doing what. Like, you go to the farmer's market in Los Angeles and a lot of this stuff is coming from Cisco. You have to ask the farmer, do you grow what you're selling? Right. Right. Make sure that people are actually growing the food and it's not just coming from a large distribution company. Right. So, like, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, I think, that it's just about finding. But, I mean, our phones tell us how much screen time we have, right? Like, how much you are on your phone today. Right. It, you know, people say, oh, I don't have time, I don't have time. Really? Were you on your phone for six hours today? I'm sure right. of it, you know? Right. So, yeah. maybe taking 20 minutes out of that six hours to find yourself a farm that you like. Yeah.
0: And- what, do you, what do you think about, um, like, obviously, there's probably a recession coming. It's probably started already everyone's kind of worried about money and jobs and that kind of stuff you know there's going to be a lot of people that panic and start buying and stocking up on garbage foods that will live on the shelf forever because they're just full of shit um what would you say to people that that say well i wish i could do that but it's going to be too expensive so how do we how do we eat affordably uh, and well in a in a recession
1: well i mean i think like going to costco and buying yourself a 50 pound bag of rice a 50 pound bag of beans making sure you have lard or you know butter or something i mean things don't have to be expensive right like getting frozen vegetables is it ideal maybe not but they are frozen at peak right so they're still fresh uh the thing about buying meat like you don't want to keep it past three to four months in the freezer because it sort of loses all of its nutrients even in the Uh, freezer even in the freezer Mm. i know I mean, but you can utilize things, right? Like buy a whole cow and take the bones and make yourself broth. Stick that in the freezer. You know, cross-utilize things. So it's not just like I have this animal, what am I going to do with it? Making sure it's properly sealed, cryovacked, or properly wrapped. Um, But making sure that you have an abundance of variety that doesn't have to be like at Costco, you can buy their chickens for $5.99. They're roast chicken. So you take mm-hmm. their roast chicken, you have a meal out of it, and then you take the bones, make a stock, and stick it in the freezer. There's always the availability to do things cheaply. It just takes a little bit of research, a little bit yeah. of time, a little bit more effort. But again, how much are we on our phones? Like, I feel like people say, I don't have time. I don't have time. Yes, we live in Southern California. Most of us have two jobs, right? But there is time To think about your health and your well-being and your family and like yeah sustainable foods that sit on the shelf it's really just going to cause you illness in the long run right Right. so like what do you just like play the tape out see how far along you want to go like if you spend one day a week thinking about how much food i need what can i store can i have some water in my house you never know water shortages in california I'm not trying to scare anyone i'm not trying to like be a conspiracy theorist it's just it's important to make sure that you have enough even just salt right? right make sure you have a big bucket of salt at home
0: right right i also think like you can you know with meat it can be expensive if you want it to be expensive yep. but it doesn't have to be no. like you can buy like you know ground beef and you can buy even like ground elk is not that expensive anymore um and you can of course have eggs and like i said stuff like offal and liver etc it's not expensive it's relatively cheap so you know although you may have to like not eat the you know the the best fillet in the world which is right. going to be more expensive there are there are cuts of meat that are still deeply nutritious but are less expensive and there are ways of preparing food for a family like you know like I said, I'm, I'm I'm the king of chili in this house. So I just always Cooked chili because it's so uh, it's just so easy, and that of course is either ground beef or ground elk or maybe ground turkey or whatever it is, uh, with some like tomatoes and with some some seasoning. It's a pretty cheap meal, but it's deeply nutritious, uh, uh, easy to make, um, healthy, and you know can feed the whole family. Plus, for a couple of days, usually like because the way yeah. I make it. But um, again, it takes it takes some preparation. It takes some thought. Um, it takes minimal skill, but a little bit of skill. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, you know, you just have to be prepared to do the work um, because it isn't convenient in, a, in the sense of you can't just open the packet and, and eat it.
1: But I mean, I feel like people spend 10 minutes making something anyways, you know, even if right. it's out of a packet. So if you think about that and you just use raw ingredients, I know so many people say to me like, ew, I don't want to touch it. It's raw meat, but you're eating it. You know, right. like there's such a dissidence between the food and themselves. Like, oh, I would never go to a slaughter, but you eat meat, right. you know? So maybe educating yourself and seeing, you know, like it's a beautiful process when it's done well. Right. And also, like I said, go get to know your farmers in your area. Like if you're worried about food, go see if you can do anything to help support them so it sustains the process so that you have a friend who raises animals.
0: Why do you think we got so sheepish about you know the reality of like animal slaughter and um butchery like we we you know when I was a kid, like we would often you know go to the butcher's and you would see the you would see the butcher preparing the animal in the back and yeah. it was like a visual thing and I saw it and I witnessed it and you know I you know not didn't grow numb to it, but you know you understand what's happening, but I feel like now. People just aren't exposed to that aren't witness to it so it's like it's like this alien weird thing that happens somewhere that you know that becomes almost like a scary thing of like because
1: it is a scary thing. i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna eat this food but i don't want to know about like how it was butchered or prepared because that that seems scary
1: well i think it's scary because it's done in these large slaughterhouses right like and it's done like they're broken down in the slaughterhouse it's not done at butcher shops right as often right
0: so you think as it became more and more industrialized people wanted to detach themselves more and more from it because of the horrors of it
1: yeah it's disgusting yeah like the major slaughterhouses there's no windows for a reason right Right. and like all those vegan documentaries are like ah it's evil it is evil yeah right but there's another way yeah like i get uh split mung beans and they're flown in from China or Canada and it's like, okay, well this is a vegan option, but it's not grown anywhere near me, you right. know? And like they're like, well that's and it like- had to
0: be flown from somewhere which takes a lot of right gas yes. and fuel. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I mean and people think about like footprint and like, oh cows are causing the environment to be you know, go to shit. It's like no. What's what's causing the environment to go to shit is that you need fucking goji berries from the Himalayas. It's absolutely ridiculous. Right, right, right. Like we live in a place where you can get every single item here. You can get your right. vinegar, your oil, your wine, right. your salt, your meat, your veggies. Why? Why do you need it flown over?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of terrifying to me that as all you know, a lot of these small farms struggle and people have to sell their cows because they can't afford the feed. And while that's all happening. Bill Gates is buying more and more land to become, you know, the biggest, um, the biggest farmer quote unquote um, soy farmer in the world. Uh, And with the intent of, of course, preparing these kind of chemical foods, because he believes that like we're going to ultimately end up eating chemical foods. And it's just this weird, scary time of like, stopping doing something very natural, and demonizing that as like evil, whilst someone like Bill Gates creates something that's completely artificial and chemical, but that's almost seems to be like hailed as like, the savior or the the way forward. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, this is completely absurd.
1: And he just wants all the power. And it's really fascinating. Like people don't, billionaires are hoarders, I'm sorry to my clients, but you guys have so much money that you don't need Like you don't need all that money. You couldn't possibly spend it in your whole lifetime or your children's lifetime. If I was Bill Gates, I'd feed the world and not with soy. Like it's absolutely ludicrous, but these men, they want to be like, look, I'm a savior. I build a fucking rocket ship, you know, like what the fuck, who cares? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to be the person who fed everyone, who housed everybody, cleaned up the street? Yeah,
0: I mean, if you genuinely cared, why would you not subsidize all the small farms and say like, okay, we're going to go back. This is clearly the best way Yes, it's going to take some investment. Yes, it's going to take some time, but we can do this. Here's some fucking money.
1: Right. And well, I mean, that's, that's the problem though. I feel like so many people don't have, like, they're so short-sighted. It's like Bill Gates wants to do this in his lifetime, but it's so short-sighted. It's like, play it all the way out. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are the effects, the long-term effects of your actions? Right. I feel like billionaires think, not all of them, but like a lot of them think like, well, I know better than everyone else. So I'm going to like, I have the power, so I'm going to do the thing because I've made all this money. And so I'm going to create the system that I believe is better. But, you know, they're not talking to the farmers and asking them what they need. They're not going to these regenerative farms and being like, how can we regenerate the soil on this earth? Right. Like we have destroyed the soil. It's unbelievable. But there is a growing movement of regenerative farms, whether it's vegetables or meat, Where people are trying to bring nutrients back into the soil. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah.
0: yeah, and like we said, like there there are enough people out there with enough money to make that movement a real thing, yeah. like a real powerful thing, if they would just like pull their head out of their ass and think long term instead of short term. And that kind of thinking, that kind of short term thinking, is how we got in this, into trouble in the first place. Yeah. Like post World War II, like how do we how do we grow food cheaply to feed the masses? Well, if we use this gas, uh, if we use these chemicals that are left over from the wall, we can make food, like we, we can uh, we can grow crops uh, year round. We can just constantly uh, crop, 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 grow, 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 crop, crop, crop. And that's what destroyed the soil because we were only thinking like, how do we feed everybody right now? And in that short-term thinking, we create long-term problems. Right. so sort of thinking about long-term solutions. Um, yeah, it it's always seems to be like, well, I have the power now and what my actions now is how I'm going to be judged. I don't care what happens in 20 years. I care about now because people are going to vote for me because I'm going to solve the problem now. Right. Rather than thinking like, what's going to be good for the planet in 20 years? Yeah, it's um, pretty terrifying. Yeah, it really is.
1: But also, I mean, I think there is a sense of hope. There are yes. people doing the right things. I just did a, a dinner in Ojai at this place called Ojai Roots. And it's a regenerative no-till farm. They grow vegetables. And I mean, they really care. Yeah. And they're like trying to spread out to the community and it's beautiful and the food is delicious and you can tell that there's a ton of nutrients. I went there and they have tons of acres. I don't know how many. And he he pointed to the wall and he goes, this is the only tools we use. And it was like a rake and a shovel and like nothing. They don't have a tiller, right? They're not like tilling the land. They're not destroying it. They're not killing animals to raise food. Um, So I think that people are taking their money and putting it towards something really good. Um, I think what sells also is selling the bad news, right? Telling right. us like, look at all this evil that's happening up next on the news, you know, yeah. blah, 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 killed blah, 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 right? Yeah. Uh, so that's sort of, I think, um, the scare tactics that they use to be like, oh, no, things are going bad. Hold on to all your, you know, one bars. That's me. I eat the one bars. Um, You know, and, like, make sure that you have all your, like, you know, fun snack foods. Make sure you have all your junk that will stay in your cabinet, like you said, for years. Um, Instead of, you know trying to have conversations with the people around you. What are you doing? What do you have in your cabinet? Right. You know, do you have a chest freezer? What do you have in your chest freezer? Mm. How can we collaborate and make sure, like what happened during COVID when people were taking all of the toilet paper? Like, what the fuck? And then selling it from their garages at like quadruple the price. Yeah. Uh, We're living in a weird time, right? I think it just really comes back for me to bring everything really small. Mm. Like make it small, make your community small, get to know the people around you Yeah. and like, and, and advocate for yourself.
0: It's also really hard to know what the truth is. Like they'll say, they'll say there's gonna be a food shortage, you need to buy food. But just like they say, you know, gas prices are high because of this. And it's like, well, gas companies right now are making record profit. The cost of a barrel now is less than the pr- uh, cost of a barrel in 2014. So like, you know, it, it's really hard to, to know like what's true, who to believe, who to listen to. People just get so so persuaded and so influenced by by social media. It's like they see something that's like, okay, this is happening, I've got to go and do this. Rather than like, okay, let me look a little deeper into that. Let me really understand what the facts and the truths are so that I know how to, how to deal with this situation. Um, we're very impulsive. We're very easily influenced. And it's just like, someone told me this, so I've got to do that. And it's like a very kind of like reactive, we're very reactive creatures. Oh yeah. Um, and the social media, you know, perpetuates that, perpetuates this reactive community of like, I've got to panic. I've got to do something. Like this is going to happen. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, when, when you look deeper, you realize that someone is profiting from this. Someone is always, always. someone always, is always making money off of this. So you always have to like dig a little deeper and really understand like, what is the truth and what is the and what is the solution for me and my family
1: right instead of going to reactive like all right here's some adversity how about we skip over the like reaction fear anxiety and move into what what's your solution right you know what is your solution for you your friends your community your family cuz i feel like there's so much anger going on in the world right now and anger begets anger right like yeah. it's just going to keep fueling itself instead of being like, how can I really like find a solution made with love that can be like passed through and like, you know, trickled down into the community that I live in.
0: I I, I say this to my folks all the time. Like, I feel like everything now is so global yeah. that we have this like, this anxiety of like, the world's coming to an end yeah. because everything that happens seems to be on such a global scale. Like. The world's running out of glass. The world's running out of food. Yeah. If a nuclear bomb goes off, we're all going to die. Like everything seems very fatal. Like it's the end of the world at any given... Every, every day something else happens, it's the end of the world. Of course, of course. And it like fills everybody with this like sense of like anxiety and, and finiteness of like, oh my God, there's nothing really to look forward to. And then, you know, if you detach yourself completely from media and you just go and live your life, and you enjoy your kids playing somewhere or you enjoy time with your friends, you enjoy time with your family, and you don't listen to any of that stuff, suddenly your days are like, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, i actually having a good day. Yeah, because you're not <laughs>
1: like, being inundated with this, this information, you right. know, this, like, fear-mongering. I saw- but,
0: I, but, I, but I say to them, like, do you think it's – has it – has the world always been like this, but we just are so much more aware of it now because of social media and news or are all these things true? Like it is true that there are nuclear weapons now that could end us at any minute. It is true that there is, well, people argue this, but that there's um, climate change and that, you know, that, there are really bad things happening with the environment that could, you know, end the planet. Like, are we just getting to that point where all these things are coming to a head or is it just the fact we're just inundated 24 seven with this kind of feed of it bombarding us oh, because see. my parents didn't feel like this. And you know, my parents went through like, you know, post-World War II, they went through you know, a lot of other wars they went through a lot of other recessions and stuff. They went through hard times, right. but never did anything seem so catastrophic, like, catastrophic as yeah. things seem now because everything is just so global
1: yeah well, I'm ha- I stopped listening to the news two years ago <laughs> right. like I have no idea yeah. I might hear things but I don't like I used to right when I woke up in the morning before I got out of bed before anything I'd turn on NPR and it'd be like fear fear anger anger fear 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 and I was like ah, why am I so anxious today <laughs> Right. and then one day I was like turn it the fuck off just turn yeah. it off why are you listening to this and I feel so much better yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not saying, I think- like, put your head in the sand. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, you know, putting that stuff in your system, you know. Doesn't help. Right. We are Doesn't what we help. eat, but we're also what we watch, we're what we listen to, you know, all yeah. of the things. It's a, a culmination of what we take in. And if your intake is toxic, you're going to feel sick. You're going to feel that overwhelming sense of doom. But like you said, if you're living in the present and you're sitting at the park with your son playing on the swings, life is beautiful, you know, and we have so much to be grateful for. You know, I think a lot of people I know have lost sight of living in the gratitude of just the day-to-day stuff. Yes. Like, and also saying like, you don't have to say a prayer over your food, but saying thank you for the food. Like, thank you to the farmers who grew this food. Like there's something that happens that nourishes us. It does something different chemically to our body when we like have gratitude for the things that we're taking in. Instead of me sitting in the car, eating my Quest chips, drinking my Celsius and eating my one bar, I do those things. But also (laughs) I I like to sit down and have like a pasture raised, you know, ribeye with some vegetables from a farmer that I know. And there is something that it does something different to my body. It does something different to my brain. Yeah, you know, when I'm sure. sitting, eating, I don't want to waste a bite of that food. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I agree. Okay, let's change tack a little bit. Okay. Um, I want to talk about, because I know you work with a lot of celebrities. I know you work with a lot of like high pro- high profile people. And I can imagine that in that world, you come up against a lot of obstacles, a lot of misinformation that you have to like go into a situation and undo because they've had a lifetime of being told shit, basically. Yeah so can you like let us know like what some of those things are like what do you have to deal with and how do you go about like convincing them otherwise
1: well i mean you know i think it's interesting sometimes i'll walk into someone's home and it's like all sugar free or like fat free it's very archaic you know like i'll go in and i'll be mm. like oh my gosh you're still in the 90s right and this, like you think that eating a chicken breast and a salad every day is going to be the best solution to weight loss yes low calorie will keep you lean, but it's not going to keep your brain going. It's not going to keep your organs going. Right. And women, when they hit menopause, they need more fat, they need more calories, they right. need more. But I work in the entertainment industry, so I work with women who don't want to gain any weight, so they're terrified when I say, have a potato. You know. Right. So it's a real slow and steady process. Men are a lot easier because they just listen. Right. Uh, it's the women that I have to gently guide sometimes i'm not so gentle as you know so i like i'll walk in a kitchen and be like what the fuck is this what you know why do you have this in your fridge what are you eating this for why is there a bagel there why is this you know uh if you have inflammation why are you eating these things mm-hmm. well i just eat a little bit of it just a little bit for me of anything will cause inflammation if it's inflammatory right especially because these women are very sensitive they're very lean so their systems are sensitive to anything they put in them Uh, for me, you know, somebody has to be receptive. So either they are or they're not. When I was younger, I was like, I'm going to get everybody on board. I want everyone to listen to me. They're going to do what I say. Now, if somebody's not receptive, I just don't push. Right. And then I walk away. Yeah. Because there is no convincing somebody once their mind is set. They're older than me. They have more experience than me. Uh, they have 20 different nutritionists, shamans, you know, healers telling them, eat this do this uh lie in a bed of crystals and it'll heal your you know the solution is this and i I go in and go "Mm, just eat some real food right you know stop drinking out of plastic water bottles you know like i opened up a fridge recently and i was like oh okay so we have plastic water bottles we have junk food and we have a lot of cheese and you have inflammation you know um the water you know, the plastic seeps into the water bottle as you drink it. You know, it's sitting there, especially in California. It's so right. hot. You think it's on a truck and then it moves and it's got right. heat. It heats up the bottle. <sighs> Buy a glass water bottle, you right. know, and carry it around with you. Um,
0: what are the, like, the main, the typical kind of problems that you see? Is it like people are just they're trying to like eat no carbs or they're trying to eat no fat or they're trying to like what, what's the common thing these days that you every, find
1: it, I mean, it's different with every client right you know like some clients are like oh i i've got this diet i was like so funny sorry dude the medical medium it's so ridiculous like uh this whole celery juice thing do you remember when celery went up to like nine dollars a bunch
0: i don't but i Yeah,
1: It was so great. I would go to the grocery store just to like get some mirepoix, carrot, celery, onions. $9 for a bunch of celery because everyone was on the celery juice cleanse. And they were like, it's the healing thing. It's healing my gut. No, it's a diuretic. It's making you shit your brains out. Great. You lost weight. Wonderful. But you're drinking a diuretic. You know, this isn't, you know, the end all be all. And if you look at the medical medium, he doesn't look healthy. Kind of like Bill Gates does not look healthy. I would not take take health advice from bill gates right um i've worked with some billionaires who do look really healthy and do take really good care of themselves but they eat real food right you know? um, so, yeah, it's I, so it's
0: so funny that to me that there's a ton of them out there that are like like health advisors right? and they look like shit. i'm like yeah. why why are people listening to you like if you live this life and you look like that like who wants that who Who listens to this?
1: People always say, oh, I don't trust a skinny chef. And I'm like, well, do you want to gain weight? Like I'm here to help you lean down or feel good or have nutrition, you know? Um, But it is interesting. Like some, all of the diets that I've um, come up against in Los Angeles, they're all so extreme. Right. Except for the people that get it. You know, like there's some people who are like, just make me some food, give me a calorie deficit. You know count my macros and and they know that i can do those things and make them look the way they want um it's when people try to step in and say oh no i know or oh i overate so i'm just gonna do juice cleanse for a week right okay well that's oh gonna God. spike yeah. your blood sugar you know but there's like this whole business around juicing and bone broths and just drink your calories right oh right. my gosh yeah. you're gonna have to reset your metabolism we're gonna have to start over if you do those things
0: yeah i mean people damage themselves oh people yeah metabolically damage themselves over a period of time and then it's a, a long way back like you have to kind of like rebuild
1: right and it's completely inhibitive and then people binge they're like oh i did you know a juice cleanse for a week and then i ate oreos for two weeks right it's like right. of yeah. course your pendulum is swinging yeah your body's hungry and wants yeah. calories they're starving themselves yeah
0: yeah It's uh, it's always interesting to me because, you know, often I think we've evolved, and I think, oh, yeah, we used to believe this, but everyone's moved on from that. And then I meet certain people, it's like, oh, you haven't moved on from that. We're still in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, a lot of it comes from the media. So when I've worked like with a lot of women in film, and tried to say like, okay, we want to add some muscle, so we need to increase the calories, and we're going to eat this, we're going to be that. It's like a real standoffish like. No, because I was told like I shouldn't, you know, lift more than this and like lifting weights makes you bulky and It's the Tracy Anderson thing. This. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, but this this that still exists. are still so people pushing that. And it's like as much as like a lot of us are trying to like go one way and say, listen, this is the these are the facts, this is the truth, this is what happens. As much as we're trying to do this good work, there's the other people who are like, No 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 no, you should do this, you should do that, because this is what's been told for the last twenty years, and this is what makes us money. Yeah. So we push this agenda. And I like, mean, they oh used God.
1: to give actresses amphetamines so they wouldn't eat. Right. Right. But look at the long-term effects of that. You look right. at the women in their like eighties and nineties now, and how they look and yeah. how their bodies are maybe functioning. You know. So I think that there's, yeah. I mean, I.
0: Well, there's also like just the, the classic thing of like skinny and healthy are two different, very different things. Yeah. Like. When we do the, the test at the gym on the in body, like I can look at someone's scan right away and, and know what's been happening. Okay, you've been doing a ton of cardio and you haven't been eating anything because I can see from your your muscle to fat ratio, yes, you're a skinny person, but you have more body fat on your body than you do muscle, Yeah. Um, which is a really bad place to be in when you're a really light person because you've effectively just starved yourself. And now we're going to have to rebuild that. It's going to take some time to reverse that Um, add some muscle to increase our metabolism so that we can in turn reduce the fat. But because they've abused their bodies for so long with these like methods that have been around, like being pushed by like these Hollywood like specialists Mm -hmm. um, who, you know, are being told by a studio, get them thin, get them skinny, make them look good. Like they just go into this mindset like quickly. It's like starve them, don't let them train properly, make them just run, do cardio, whatever it is. Um, and just damage these people and damage them physically and damage them mentally so that they're just scared of certain foods for the rest of their lives.
1: Well, and it's not just women. Like I worked with an actor who like told me that for a movie, he starved himself, but he memorized all his lines first because he knew his brain wasn't going to be functioning. Right. And and so when I worked uh, with him, I did something different. You know, I was like lots of little bites of delicious things, nutrient dense food. He still got really, really skinny for the movie but he wasn't, you know, starving himself. Yeah. Um, Another thing, fat, right? You know me, I eat so much fat, like fat's my favorite thing. Bacon, ribeyes, you know, awful, like give me all the fat. Um, And when I come up against uh, like a new client, usually that's the first issue is like, oh no, I couldn't have fat, don't give me fat, but I'll have avocado oil and safflower oil on my salad. And then right. there, again, there's a dissonance. There's a yeah. misinformation around food. If you look at things, eat simply, eat the thing that's natural, have olive oil, have animal fat, have ghee, have yeah. things that are super easy for your body yeah. to process that are bioavailable. You but, know, but, but, soy but, but, is, is nutrient, um, uh, deficient, deficient, right? So it takes away nutrients out of your body. Mm. So all the soy shit that, uh that bill gates is yeah all is this promoting. social all these
0: seed oils you know because for the longest time animal fat was demonized right. as was lard you know and, and seed oils were championed like oh this is the way and now we know that's completely false and does the exact reverse of what they're saying yeah. but because of course they were making more money off this 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 product um that they were off the real stuff that exists in nature um it was you know this was championed this was demonized and now because people are in that mindset. We've created that that misinformation. People just can't get out of it. They can't get their mind out of it. So it's like, you know, they don't want to eat the real fat. That, no. is, that exists, that we've been eating for thousands of years that exists in nature.
1: Yeah. Well, also people don't want to be told they're wrong. Right. That's you know, true. people yeah. like, I think people think, oh, you know what? Like, I believed this. I knew this. This was my truth. Right. And I'm embarrassed. So I'm just going to keep doing it. You right. know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like people do that. Like, like with lifting weights, you know, like right. women don't need to get bulky. It takes a lot of calories and hard work to get really big in the gym. Like those CrossFit yeah. chicks. Yeah. Oh, my God, oh my God, they're eating all day long. Yeah, And That's women think if I lift weights, then I'm going to get big and bulky, but yeah. you're not. You have to eat so much to yeah. get big and bulky.
0: The, the funny thing for me is people will come to you and say, um, I need to get better or I need to improve this or I need to prove that because, um, you know, I'm not happy with my physique or my mental health or, you know, the way I look or whatever it is. And then you'll say, okay, this is what we're going to change. And then they say, oh, no, that doesn't work for me. Right. It's like, wait, you came to me because what you were doing wasn't working for you. <laughs> I'm telling you we're going to change and do something different. And you're no. saying you're not going to do that because that doesn't work. Like no. there's a disconnection. Like, like what you're saying, people are just stuck in their ways. And don't want to come outside of like what they think they know, uh, what they've been taught, um, and they're just stuck in this kind of like shell of like, this is what I know. This is this. These are the boundaries of which I set for myself, and this is I don't go outside of those boundaries.
1: Well, and I, and I feel like everybody these days calls themselves an expert. You know, yeah. I'm an expert chef. I'm an expert trainer. I'm an expert. This really no. I don't think so. Like right. we should all be learning and evolving and growing. I go into people's homes and I talk to their chefs and I'm like, "So what nutrition classes are you taking?" Uh, right. And they're like, "Oh, I don't do that." And I'm like, right. "So you, it's ever evolving. The science is ever evolving because that's what science is. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a hypothesis, right? Yeah. So we're constantly getting more information. Why not grow and learn and evolve with what's happening and see who's actually sustainable? What these pra- what practices work? Who do you want to look like? You know, in the long term. Um, just because I see so many women they are just like fat-free, sugar free, and then their pendulum swings. Oh mm. no, I gained 10 pounds. Oh no, I can't lose it for my vacation. Oh, I want this. Like everything has to be this, or it's one o'clock. It's like every day. It's one o'clock. It's one o'clock. It's like, can you think about maybe creating some different rituals in your day that would be sustainable and healthy to get you to have just homeostasis, right. something yeah. that just makes you feel good. Yeah. I know everybody doesn't like to work out. You know, i like, love working out. It. It's one of my favorite things to do. I know not everybody loves it, but you can find something in fitness that makes you feel good. You know, yeah. when your endorphins are up, you'll be happier. So like finding these sustainable practices and it, with food, it's like find something that's sustainable for you that makes sense to you. But also step a little bit outside of your comfort zone and try and find, like, new foods that are creative and interesting. The vegan thing is something I come up against a lot. Right. I, like, it's so hard to break free from people's ideas on veganism. Yeah. And that this is the solution. This is going to save the planet. Yeah. Their p- packaged processed foods are going to save the planet. And it's going to save their bodies. Or maybe cause infertility and, you know, cause a lot of
0: carbon footprint. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's so ironic to me that like the problems with, you know, obesity and infertility and all these things, these problems skyrocketed, you know, since the 1970s, this wasn't like, this hasn't been like a, you know, a steady thing over time. This has been like, we hit that mark. We started making, artificial foods. We started making artificial fats. We started demonizing fat. We started um, encouraging sugar or sugary products. We started making sugary drinks. Uh, We started making convenience foods. We started making chemical foods and everything like skyrocketed. Right. But we don't look at it like objectively say, look, we know like for thousands of years, we know what we were eating. This is the food that was available. And we were all fine. Now, what happened in, these, in this time that made us skyrocket in terms of these, you know, these problems? I know for a fact it wasn't meat and dairy because we've been doing that for thousands of years. Right. So what happened from this point to this point? Well, we know what it is. We know it's seed oils. We know it's sugary drinks. We know it's convenience. We yeah. know it's chemically, chemically engineered food. We know what it is. But yet, yeah, that's the stuff that's being pushed. And the real food like we talked about is being demonized or being made so expensive to produce that we can't farm it anymore. Right. So it's like the, this, the, the thing is so obvious when you look at it objectively, but people are so caught up in the ideologies or so influenced by, you know, Instagram, social media, or by documentaries that, that push something. It's like, Oh no, this is the problem. Right. I know it because this, this documentary said so, or this book said so. I'm like, just look at the timeline yeah just look at what happened between this period and this period it's obvious it's so obvious but people don't want to they don't want to hear it it's like no, no I, I know what the solution is it's this it's like all right
1: well and also taking salt out of food like low sodium this low sodium right. that salt is so important for us right and it's crazy to me people are like oh i don't no salt for me no salt for me salt is an integral part of our body functioning properly and people just are like, "Oh, low sodium because I have high cholesterol and I can't do that." It's like, "Nope. You need the salt to make your body function." Right. That's why it is a flavor enhancer. It's there for a reason. Yeah. When your body is receptive to something, it's usually because it's good for you, right? Right. Um but yeah, I I mean, the sugar-free, the the packaged foods that it I mean, it's just easy, you know. Everybody wants easy. They want to like move on to the next thing I think um like for myself it's hard to slow down I'm high octane I want to move go 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 so the thought for me it doesn't take very long to make a meal because I'm a chef but most people are like oh god to cook myself lunch that's too much I'll go get it at Chipotle you know but like where is that food coming from do you know where that food is oh they said it's from a farm yeah a farm where China Have you been to China? Do you want to eat those vegetables? Are you sure? Do you know those regulations? Even in the U.S., the regulations are pretty loose, right? And so we think about, like, where is the soil? How has it been reared? Do you know the farmer? Are they being supported? I mean, there's so much that goes into it where it's, you know, people eat out too much They want things to be easy, but that in the long run is just going to make it harder, right? Yeah. Like you think about how many hours in the gym you have to work to burn off the crap that you're eating, or you could just eat at home and maybe work out for an hour, four times a week.
0: Well, this is another irony. It's like people say that they can't afford to cook and eat well at home, but they'll go to restaurants three times a week. Right. It's like, How much more do you think you're paying for that restaurant meal? So much more than if you prepared that meal yourself and for your family. Right. So much cheaper.
1: And get stuff shipped to your door. Right. Right. Like you can get meat and vegetables shipped to your door. And then you're not paying for gas to go to the grocery store. You're not paying for gas to go to the restaurant. There's so much that you can like eliminate by just finding these small cool farms and being like, hey, I want that shipped to me, like Force and Nature Meats or yeah. Richards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or finding a local CSA that does delivery boxes to your yeah. house. Like there's a ton of that in California. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like elsewhere, but I do know we have an abundance here. Yeah. And when people are like, oh, I go to Trader Joe's, I'm like, why? Why? You live in California. There are so many other options. It's lazy. And yeah. like it's just, I don't know. You know how I feel about Trader Joe's. I'm just like, I just don't get it. Like, you're going to eat that packaged food and, like, they pack their vegetables and fruit in plastic and styrofoam. Are you crazy? And And they're ripening in those containers instead of going to a farmer's market and getting actually ripe fruit that ripened on the tree so it has more nutrients in it. This is what I don't understand, but I I know that like this is my vocation, so I spent all this time well, rearing but, myself in this.
0: But I think a lot of it is is education. It's like yeah. it's become so so normalized and so advertised that people don't people don't realize that that's wrong. They don't they don't know what you're saying. They're like, yeah. oh no, I, I, I eat fruits and vegetables and I, I get it from the supermarket and that's good for me. So because that's what they know. That's what they've been told. No one's taking the time to think. Okay, let's actually look at this and think about what you know, what is good for you and where is the best place to get it from. And what's, it's also the the illusion that it's cheaper, right? It's like, it's cheaper to just go to the supermarket and buy everything. It's not about cheap, it's about convenient. It's more convenient for you to do that maybe, but it's not cheaper and it's not better for you. Uh, because again, for me, it always goes back to nutrients, like how neutrally dense is the food that you're getting? Because if you're eating 500 calories of people uh, food that has no nutrients in it whatsoever, versus 500 calories of nutrient-dense foods, that's two totally different things. Oh yeah. And the one that's nutrient dense is not more expensive than the one that's neutrally shallow. It's just, it was just more convenient for you to get 500 calories of the nutrient shallow foods because it's just easy. This one takes some thought. Maybe it takes some preparation. Uh, Maybe it takes a trip somewhere or maybe not because like you said, you can get it delivered. But we're just in this habit of well, A, we're like calorie obsessed. So it's like, well, how many calories is in this thing? Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, well, but what nutrients are in it? What, what energy is this food going to give me? What's it really providing for my body? Um, and so many people are just they're, just, they're not paying any attention to that whatsoever. It's just like calories versus calories. Um, and I see these posts all the time like, well, this has 500 calories, so does this. it's like i don't care like
1: (laughs) it's not the same it's not the same thing like
0: you cannot tell me that my my body is going to be able to process this shit that's been chemically made as well as this which was you know organically grown exists in nature we've been eating for thousands of years my body can metabolize it really easily um and it's going to give me you know a great source of, uh, of energy like we have to start paying uh, attention to those details, not being so calorie obsessed, and being more aware of, like you're saying, where is this product coming from? Where is that product coming from? Therefore, I mean, I think people, once they realize, because they don't know, but once they realize, the food you're eating from that supermarket was shipped from China, and has been sitting in a box for God knows how long, and was farmed in a way that if you knew how it was farmed, you would be horrified. Right. But because you don't know, because you aren't aware, you're just going to eat it and think oh, it's fruits and vegetables. Right. Rather than, um, you know, understanding where it was from, like being grateful for that, being appreciative of that and being like, I am 100% confident that this is going to give me the nutrients I need and it's going to be like,
1: you know, good for my body,
0: good for the planet, good for my family, et cetera, et cetera. This other option is an illusion. It's, an, it's the illusion of health. It's the right. illusion of you know um it's the illusion of nutrition um it's all about packaging marketing convenience like whole foods we talked about whole foods last time i got it from whole foods it's good for me really (laughs) do you know where whole foods gets their food from it's like you said last time yeah it's it's taking it that step further like we're talking about earlier you always have to take it a step further and think okay but what like okay but where did it come from okay but what's the long-term effects of this what's the long-term solution for this People just want the short-term, short-sighted, like, give me now, give me now, give me now. Whereas if we really take it that step further, we we acquire information that maybe we didn't want to know. Right. <laughs> but that's the that's the sad reality of it. Like, you're going to learn something that you don't want to know because we live in that kind of a world.
1: Well, I mean, that it comes back to the dissidence, you know, between you and the food and, like, and the culture around the food. But also, I think there is a sense of, like, not shaming people for going to Costco and buying a 20-bag a 20 pound bag of carrots it's like if that's what you can do do that but buy carrots not you know processed popped frozen you know yes uh freeze dried whatever it is carrot chips right oh, right right. it says carrot on it people don't want to turn the package around and go oh look at all these weird ingredients remember that briars commercial when we were kids did oh, you have that in england wow. so it's like a kid sitting with a briars box and another box of ice cream, and they turn the box around. And it says, uh, "On the briars: milk, sugar, strawberries, eggs." And then the other box is like all these things all these so that the kid yeah. can't pronounce. Bri the buy the briars, you know, even if it's not organic. Buy the briars, right? Right? Like buy the simple thing, yeah. the thing that you can read, that you can understand. Because if you can understand it, then your body can understand it, right? I think that like that's my biggest thing is like people are like oh it's you know it's natural it's organic it must be good like you said did you look at the back of the box yeah yeah would you ever take a spoonful of those things right. and eat them yeah like no I'm not gonna take a spoonful of grapeseed oil and drink it or mix it in my coffee but if you call it oatly you can mix it in your coffee you know so there's right. just this yeah. separation yeah because it's white it must be good for me right. it must be milk yeah
0: right yeah that that that's another great one like i always said to people when you look at the label the less ingredients the better always and the more like familiar the ingredients the better if you can't pronounce it like you said don't eat it right um if it didn't if it didn't exist a thousand years ago, it's probably not good for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
1: Well, and also like, I think, you know, these, these, do you remember The Biggest Loser? Did you ever watch oh, yeah. that? And like how they like promote like Genio, Turkey, ground, Turkey, rest. Right. This is the solution. Just yeah. buy Ten thousand packages of genio turkey oh and god. you can live off that it's like oh my god come on people like give them a little bit more education right. I know they're being sponsored well there was I the subway it. thing as well right oh subway sponsored
0: it and it was like you can have a subway for what was it five five bucks for five less than five grams of fat or whatever it was place, TV stuff, which makes oh my yeah, god that's crazy Curry, williams yeah like, Money. And it's all it's all processed. Money. And then that that thing recently came out that they, they're not allowed to call their bread food because it's technically not... In Ireland, they're not allowed to...
1: America you still can In Ireland.
0: America, does, America doesn't care. There's sugar in it. It's not technically bread. You can't call it bread. Right. Because there's so much sugar. Seriously. Ireland did something against it, yeah. Right? yeah. That's really Do interesting.
1: It. No, I mean... Oof. I, low fat? No, thank you. Give me all the fat. like all of the fat i'll take all the fat and all the carbs over sugar any day of the week i Mm. love sugar but i know it's not good for me it makes me feel bad yeah you know wow
0: i think it makes everybody feel bad like every i mean it's 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 that kind of a drug right it's like you'll get that immediate rush but then you'll crash yeah and then you need more of it yeah but that's (laughs) why like
1: that the like the low fat stuff always has a ton of sugar in it right right
0: Always, that's how they compensate. Because it's the compensation, yeah, that's the taste. Right? The taste compensation. Yeah. yeah. That's well, true. that's and that was the that was the seventies and the eighties, yeah. right? That's my mother's generation of like, all the yogurts were now low fat yogurts, and yeah. they're all like laced with sugar because that was what was popular for the time.
1: My mom did Weight Watchers when I was a kid, and everything was like a point. You know, yeah. like the points and everything we had margarine and she yeah. was sweet oh, yeah, and low margarine. oh my yeah. god getting her off sweet and low that was a whole process yeah. uh even recently like it was like a few years back I, I used to you know try to indoctrinate people into my own ideas and i'm like stop eating sweet and low Yeah, it's poison you know but people are going to do what they're going to do this is sort of what it comes back to it's like you can either educate yourself and learn right. and grow people who are listening to your podcast obviously want to educate themselves And then everyone else wants to just, like, stick their head in the sand, you know? So, uh, like, I don't know. I've gotten to the point where, you know, I can give people little tips. You know, like, I went into a client's house recently, and they had a bunch of canned beans. Like, okay, if you don't want to soak your own beans, that's okay. But buy Eden Organic. Eden Organic uses kombu to soak their beans, which makes it really easy to digest. Mm. Um, Bush's doesn't do that, you know? So... This for that. Being, right. I'm trying to be a little softer and kinder right. about my approach because I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like you have a chef. You have all the money to hire somebody. Right. Hire somebody who's educated in the process of getting the, the right products for you. Because yeah. you don't know. And you're just going to eat what's put in front of you. Um, But like, like nutrient-dense food, not prepping a ton of food, not having things sitting in the refrigerator forever. Right. Like that's a it's the it's the lazy it's yeah. the lazy people yeah, don't want to go to the, the grocery store yeah. yeah people don't want to work out people yeah. don't want to drink water you right. know people don't want to get proper sleep i'm totally guilty of that you know yeah. like people want like just give me another cup of coffee i'll be fine
0: the the, the longer society goes on the, the more and more i feel like that wally film exactly yeah <laughs> I think that's the most accurate representation of our future if we don't change things. Yeah, oh. uh, Alan, how can people find out more uh, about Brandon Shear, the the farmstead meatsmith? Because he oh, so, does this.
1: So you can hire him. Uh, to his Instagram is farmsteadmeatsmith to come to your home or your farm and show you how to slaughter your animals. He also does courses at his home in Oklahoma. So you can sign up for a course and you can go there and learn how to do, he's doing a lamb course in November, Mm -hmm. where it's a whole lamb. He shows you how to properly shoot the animal uh, and do it with kindness. I know to all my vegan friends, (laughs) you don't think it's kind, but like he's doing it with kindness and compassion. And then like, gut it and clean it right there so you're properly cleaning an animal and then utilizing the whole thing and processing it awesome. so yeah I, I highly recommend he's a really cool dude
0: amazing well thank you so much for coming in today thank you that for was having awesome. me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you here you are a, a tree of knowledge and i appreciate learning from you and uh gotcha. yeah um we just gotta keep doing what we're doing and hopefully things will change
1: absolutely thank you so much enjoy your food
0: out there folks uh, <laughs> make sure it's real um, okay until next time uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, lots, is, lots going on up in Idlewild um, i have some exciting news for you soon about what's going on up here uh, gym's doing great down in Echo Park Ferris Athletic Club um, 1316 Glendale Boulevard come see us whether uh, you're looking for like classes or open gym we have it all, uh, it's an awesome facility I'm really proud of it so come down check it out uh, and until next time uh, see you soon